0: Welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. I want to bring you a teaching today that some of you have heard before, uh, but it's kind of like the anchor to this entire series when we look at fit for life and mental health. Notice the word health, mental health. Every single one of us has a responsibility to look after our own mental health. Some of us have challenges, struggles and wrestles with mental illness, sometimes from time to time, sometimes for a long season or stage of life. And so today, I wanna have a look at getting unstuck. I want to look at the fact that I think prophetically today, God wants us unstuck. He wants every single one of us to bounce back. I know beyond any doubt through what God has spoken in prayer that a number of us here today have become stuck in a stage, stuck in a season, stuck in a rut and have not been able to bounce back, bounce back to full potential, bounce back to full energy, bounce back to clarity, bounce back to vision, come back to that place where you are fully alive in God. And with that in mind, I want to kind of jump in here. Luke chapter 21 and verse 26 says this, Jesus said this, In the last days, men's heart failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. This is Jesus speaking 2,000 years ago, prophesying about the future, prophesying about the last days and I don't know where you sit in this whole deal, whether you think we're living in the last days or not, but the reality is if this Bible is what it is, the Word of God, the reality is if we study it correctly, somewhere between now and the next 100 years, pretty much you can probably say, yep, Jesus is coming back, somewhere in that zone. You know what? I guess some of us say, I hope I see in our lifetime. I don't know. I've read the book. It doesn't look too good during that season. But regardless... I believe Jesus spoke these words so that we would not get caught off guard. I'm convinced of that. The issue here is that the heart would fail because of fear. Because of fear of what looks like is coming upon the earth. When I experienced my last breakdown, which I'm calling my last one, And for those of you that are not familiar, you know, similar story to Quinton's. but for the first 38 odd years of my life, never experienced any of those issues and then had a few run-ins with it. But when I had my last one, I fully believed that I was no longer capable or eligible to lead this congregation. I had a breakdown. Let me actually identify that. I had an inability to function at full potential mentally, emotionally and physically. My personality had collapsed. I'd begun to withdraw emotionally. The fatigue was chronic. It means I was dealing with it on a daily basis. I had leadership fatigue, decision fatigue, vision fatigue. I could no longer solve problems. It was my third time in this place of breakdown. I'm, probably not, I'm definitely not the first pastor to experience a breakdown and unfortunately I probably won't be the last. But over the past 10 years, I've put a lot of energy and wisdom of God into creating for myself a dashboard to manage the warning signs. And I, I do believe if I had not been using this dashboard, I would have recognised the vital signs way too late not gone for help soon enough, not told those that needed to know soon enough, hey, I'm in trouble here, I don't think I can continue in this zone. I've consulted with doctors, psychiatrists, and psychologists, professionals in the field on the key concepts and principles I'm gonna share with you today. I'm not coming to you with just my spiritual revelation. I do think some Christians get oversaved. What do you mean? Well, they think everything is spiritual. And you know, and the Holy Spirit is such a great comforter. I don't even need a doona on my bed because he provides my comfort. (laughs) Do do, do, do you know what I'm saying? Oversaved. So I I have to say that this morning because a lot of what I'll share today, you'll get to the end and go, oh, this is a bit practical. Hmm, like that's bad. But I need you to know that because I don't feel qualified in some of these areas as I've gone through the journey, I've checked out the concepts, the principles with professionals who are qualified in the field and had them say to me, you're on the right track. I'm going to have a look at one marker, which is a spiritual marker, which is a curse deal. And obviously psychologists and, and, and psychiatrists tend to not kind of think in that realm, but they say, yeah, I, I get what you're saying because we have seen a number of cases where it's unexplainable. Can't, can't put our finger on anything. And I go, yeah, that's, that's, that's that, that realm that we talk about. I know it's going to help everyone in the room today. Uh, some of you will get a breakthrough today. Some of you will get unstuck and progress back to full buoyancy. Everyone will walk away with some greater understanding, which is always a good thing. So you ready to jump in? Understanding basic, the, the four levels of, of, of happiness in life. We know that level one is pleasure, level two is passion, level three philanthropy, level four being purpose. I've got to say this to you, if there is a kind of hook That's almost a silver bullet. The the hook definitely is purpose, staying hold of your purpose, staying on to the thing that you'll put on the planet for. If you want to get spiritual, if you want to get calling orientated in the whole deal, the one thing that will deplete you and even smash you in this thing called the life of faith is when you get out of your lane with God when you get out of your lane of grace, if you're running in a lane that's not yours, I wanna tell you, nothing will deplete you more than that thing. So Bible heroes that suffered in this area, Elijah got so depressed he wanted to die. 1 Kings chapter chapter 19. Gideon's self-esteem was so low, he couldn't recognise he was a mighty man of valour. His his thinking was so skewed that he thought his tribe was the least of all tribes and he was the least in his tribe, but actually it wasn't truth. Gideon's family, Gideon's father were actually strong, influential people. But in his own mind, he had diminished himself to the place where he was of the least tribe and also the least of the least because of mental illness. Psalm 143 in verse 7, come quickly, Lord, and answer me. For my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. It's written in your Bible, the psalmist said that. In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 25 in the King James, it says, Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad here's something we need to understand is anxiety in the head is experienced by all. It's kind of natural. It's, it's, that, it's what goes on in your head when you're about to get on that scary ride at the show, for those of us that go in that direction. It's, it's a, oh, what could happen? Uh, it's, it's, it's in the head. But here's the problem. When it moves from the head into the heart, that's when it causes depression. And you say, how do I work out if it's gone from the head into the heart? Here's how you work out. You go to bed with the thought. And you wake up with it. Shouldn't have to wake up with it every morning. And so to get practical with the dashboard, can we throw the dashboard up, guys? Oh, in a moment we can. Let's read on. (laughs) Um, So I want to give you five causes, five cures for mental illness today. I want you to look at it from the positive point of view. In as much as... We are looking at how we can stay healthy. Uh, well, you've heard the, 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 the statement, prevention is better than cure. Yeah. Let me see all the people in the room and we're not gonna judge you. We're not gonna get jealous of you, but let me see all the people in the room who are finding that their life is buoyant and healthy. Mentally, mental health is your deal right now. Come on, let me see all your hands. There's gotta be healthy people in the room. Great. For all of you, This is what you can do to just stay there. Prevention is better than cure. For the rest of us, these are some of the things that we can do to get unstuck. Uh, And dashboard's going on the board now, I believe. Got that? There it is. So there's five main causes of mental illness. They are chemical, cognitive, circumstantial, what I have decided to call a curse, And then the final one we'll look at today is Christ, a very unpopular truth, but sometimes the cause of our depression is Christ. We'll look at that just at the end. And so as we jump in, can I look at the first one? I'm not just going to look at the causes. I'm also going to look at the corresponding cures. The first one can be chemical. There are a range of reasons why uh, we can experience mental illness because of chemical changes. It could be change of life. It could be genetic. It could be a predisposition. It could be as the result of substance abuse, pregnancy, chronic fatigue, just to name a few. In the very mild cases Of this simple diet and exercise can shift things. In fact I would say diet, exercise and a minimum of eight hours sleep a night on a regular basis. When it gets into a high level of chemical deficiency you will need professional intervention a doctor, a psychiatrist, a trained professional. That's why i love to get a Quinton up here that says, hey, I'm on the medication right now. And here's the reason why. Because the source of this illness is chemical and you can't pray it out, you can't cast it out. It needs to be substituted for. I love the fact that Q Man said, he said, this is for now. This is not forever. This is helping right now. And in times past, spiritual people, pastors, even, maybe even myself, if it was me, please forgive me, uh, have said, you know, that you're not in faith if you've got to take this pill. Rubbish. Pastor, don't go to him for counseling. He doesn't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Go to a professional. You're not a second-class Christian or second-class faith person because you're taking that to get through the journey. Do what you need to do. But in the, in the, in the preventative area, diet, good wholesome food, exercise, and a good, good rhythm of sleep will actually shift things. There's the, if the cause is chemical, you've got to know that the solution is also going to come from a chemical area. Prevention is better than Cure. Uh, Developing positive addictions. You know, the chemicals that make you happy, I think we do have uh, an image on this and you may not be able to see it or not, but that's okay, it will just give you an idea. But the chemicals that make you happy in your body, there's four of them, serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin and endorphins. Serotonin is the mood stabiliser. When I had my first breakdown, the doctor said to me, you've so depleted the serotonin levels in your body, there is no way you're going to be stable right now. I went... Oh, I went out casting, not receiving that report. I received the and bo- uh, didn't listen. <laughs> but I should have listened because that chemical God put in my body to keep my moods stable. The interesting thing is there's only three ways that you can naturally replenish serotonin in your body. It's through food, healthy food, exercise and sunlight. And at the time, I had lots of junk food coming into my body. I wasn't seeing much sunlight because I was working in an office. And exercise, I just thought, nah, I know that verse in the Bible. It says uh, bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable in all things. And I used it as an excuse to be lazy. I didn't think about the fact that back in those days, those people were already 10 times more physical, more healthy than we were because they didn't have a car, they didn't have a train, they didn't have a bike to jump on, they didn't sit down all day, they walked most places, they were physical people. Oh, this is a horrible revelation for some of you. (laughs) Uh, Trust me, you'll like me by the end of this. You may not on the way through. And so serotonin is the mood stabiliser. It's more sensitive to diet than any other neurotransmitter. It's interesting, huh? So I encourage you, keep the good stuff coming in. Yeah? Stay active. You don't have to be a gym junkie. Just stop taking the elevator and walk up the stairs. Just park your car a kilometre away from where you're going and get that kilometre of exercise in before you get there. Hello, somebody. If you can't do that, just get into the air spot thing because I tell you what, it makes a difference. When you do this exercise, you activate 80% of the muscle mass in your body. This is the shortest way to get the right things moving through your body. Just do 100 of them. Why are you laughing? What are you laughing at? You, what are you laughing at? You seriously can do that 100 times a day easy. If you've got to break it up into 10 increments of 10, you can do that. I'm not doing 100 now while I'm preaching, dude. No <laughs> no way. You get off your blessed assurance and do your 100 now. No. Forgive me, Father. I got a little bit hands no. The cause could be cognitive. Negative scripting from your fallen nature. Negative scripting from the family you grew up in. Negative scripting from where you've been living. And I wanna tell you, if your cause is cognitive, no chemicals gonna fix the problem. What will fix the problem is cognitive behavioural therapy positive mental attitude therapy, a mindset reset by the Word of God, prayer, faith confessions, positive affirmations. Right now in this season of my life, every day I'm taking out my prayer that's developed by the Word of God and I'm praying out aloud a prayer for deliverance from depression and anxiety. And it makes the difference. Because I've got to make sure that my brain stays thinking down this pathway. The theme in your heart writes the story of your life. Psalm 45 and verse 1 says, My heart is overflowing with a good theme. I I recite my composition concerning the King. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. From the New Living Translation, it says, Beautiful words stir my heart. I will recite a lovely poem about the king, for my tongue is like the pen of a skillful poet. Confessions of faith are powerful. Declaring the word of God is powerful to make sure the cognitive function in my life is staying down the direction of the call of God, the purpose of God. You need to understand that most of us need to spend a fair amount of time keeping this thing on track in the area of emotional, mental buoyancy. Cause number three, circumstances. Sometimes, friends, it's just simply we're going through a rough season. The circumstances are tough. You go into work where you've been stable and safe for years and you get into work on the Monday morning and the boss says, I've been holding off telling you this until it was definite. I need to let you know, company's shutting down, your job's finished at the end of the week. Shock. But you're a person of faith, you're buoyant, you know God is your provider, you can do this thing and you brace yourself and it's all good. The day doesn't go so bad. You're driving home, you're thinking about how can I tell my wife this without her kind of freaking out too much, so you work all that out. But when you walk in the door, the wife says, you'll never guess what happened today, the fridge died. And then I went out to get to my car and when I pulled out the driveway, I had two flat tyres. And on top of that, we just got a letter from the landlord, we've got to be out of this place in two weeks. What is that? That's a perfect storm of circumstances. And now you've gone from full and buoyant down to this... But you know what, the great thing about a circumstantial source is this too will pass. And because in our, in our sunshine seasons of discipleship and life, we put on the inside of us things like perseverance, things like self-control, things like holding on, things like I, I, the faith that you've built on the inside. If you hold on in that zone, you will get through. You don't need to go and run off and get something from the doctor to fix this problem. You don't need to go out here and start casting out demons or repenting of whatever else. You're going through a circumstantial thing and you can get through. It will pass. Wise counsel during that time from reliable sources like pastors. Yeah, pastors can be reliable sources. Counselors. Fathers in the faith. You can get through it. Cause number four. It could be a curse. (sighs) Some people, some of us at times deal with mental illness as a result of a curse. How do I know if it's a curse? Well, after you've gone through all of the assessment, it'll be an unknown source, unexplainable, untraceable, sickness, problem or obstacle. Not just an unknown source, but it can also be an unknown force. I don't know what it is, but no matter what I do, things always just seem to turn to mud in this area. I can almost guarantee you, I can't guarantee you, but I'd almost guarantee you when there's an unknown or unseen force, it's a spiritual thing. When I encountered this at the highest level for the first time 12 years ago, 11 years ago, I was standing on the top of a balcony, just had a great time. We just checked in to celebrate my birthday at a hotel, had a great afternoon. Everything was fine, but there I stood on the balcony and I was about to throw myself over the top of the 14th balcony to the ground, to my death. I'm not trying to get your attention, but I know i got it right now. When I I almost got up off that lazy boy to do that, before I got up, thank God for discipleship. Thank God for Bible study. Thank God for the years of Bible study I'd done where I thought, "Mm, I don't know if I got anything out of that. I don't know if it really went in. I don't know if it sunk in. Right there, as I went to stand up, God said to me, Stand up, point your finger, and say this. And I stood up and I said, In the name of Jesus, you spirit of death, go from me. I will not take my life. I will not end the plan of God. And as I did that, the whole thing went and I went away from that place, completely set free from that thing that was coming against me. Hello, somebody. Here's the reality. Here's the reality. Some of us have been called by God at this time to recognise that people close to us, maybe a child of ours, maybe a friend of ours, maybe a spouse, maybe someone on our team, at right now they're dealing with something that is spiritual, it is a curse and they don't have their own strength, energy or inclination to stand up and point their finger at the devil. But listen, you as a child of God with the authority that you have, you can stand up and point your finger in the name of Jesus and say depression, suicide, fear, anxiety, go. And I want tell you, you bring that person into a place of freedom where they can get unstuck. Every one of us needs to understand what the Bible says in this area. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it says, Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. That word oppression means to exercise harsh control over one, to use one's power against another. Jesus came to break the harsh control of the enemy over people's lives. You need to know that demonization, as far as I've studied in Scripture over the last 30 years, starts off at the oppression level starts off with the enemy just trying to oppress a person, but he wants that oppression to lead to obsession where it's this loop in the brain where they just can't let go of this negative thought that will take them on this train. And from obsession, it wants to take them to a place of depression. Once once he can get you depressed, when he gets you so far down into the cave, so far down into the darkness, he'll hold you there because his ultimate goal is possession. And you know, can we stop having the argument about whether a Christian can be possessed of a devil or not? Because you know what, at the end of the day, all the enemy wants is control. I'm going to do this. I need a helper, someone that can carry me and I can carry them. Um, <laughs> come on, quickly! Come on! I oh, know you can't lift. Oh, I've trained with you. <laughs> ah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. He can. Oh. You're a bit heavy. Uh, <laughs> Kit. Oh, we'll go up here. Because I, I, I do understand that some Christians wrestle with this. Can I as a Christian have an evil spirit? Forget whether you can have it or it has you. At the end of the day, the enemy wants to control you. So, This is so far from the truth, but just for this moment, let's pretend I'm the devil. (laughs) And let's pretend that Chris is not yet saved. He's possessed by me. Jump on my back. Oh, get on my back slowly. (laughs) So because he's possessed of me, because I possess him, wherever I go, he goes. He's got no choice, right? <laughs> he's saying really terrible things in my ear right now. He is acting so not like a Christian right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Down. He's now got set free. And he's going along his normal life. But I just want to oppress him. <laughs> no, 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 now, now, he wants to go that way. But I can hinder him. <laughs> I don't have to be in him. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> that's a really good, <laughs> let me <down> shout <laughs> out. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, we <were> you, <sighs> you need to understand that the enemy doesn't care about your theology. He just wants to control and influence whether it's in or on, just get set free. And the way that you get set free is by the authority of Christ. And as a believer, you've been given it for yourself and for others. And then the fifth and final cause is Christ. It's an unpopular truth. But I'm convinced sin is a source of depression. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. By the way, Chris, thank you. That was helpful. The Lord sent a depression spirit that filled Saul with fear. Why? Saul had deliberately rebelled against the instruction of the Lord. Saul was in right relationship with God. Saul had just stepped out of right relationship with God. God released that spirit into his heart because of his love for Saul, not his judgment on Saul. Saul had never been in a place where he'd experienced that level of removal from the presence of God. So God in His love and mercy says, man, before this goes too far, I wanna see this guy turn around. So he withdraws and releases what is the spirit of the world, the spirit of the enemy. So if your cause of depression is Christ, rebellion against God, sin, Deliberate sin. No pill can fix that problem. No amount of confessing the word or holding on can fix the problem. There's only one solution if the cause is Christ, and that's repentance. Turn away from that thing and turn to God. Friends, family, you need to know that if your source of mental illness is cognitive, no pharmaceutical drug will fix the problem. At the same time, if it is chemical, no amount of praying, casting out demons or meditation on the world will fix the problem. But the right diet, correctly administered medication and mental health plan will work. We must realise today, above all, that words and thoughts make a difference. Your words and your thoughts locate you. Just take responsibility for both of them. Do the positive things in the sunshine. Do the positive things in the sunshine. I'm thankful that long before I encountered this challenge in my own personal journey, that I was confessing the Word of God when it seemed like everything was great anyway. I was putting new things in. I was putting Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he does meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, who brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. I'm so glad that I confess the Word of God that says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever I'm so glad I put into my life that God has not given me a spirit of fear and intimidation but of love power and soundness of mind I'm so glad that I put into my life those things during the sunshine because in the darkest hours that was the word that the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance so that I could confess it so that I could pray it out at just the right time hello somebody the, the, God's plans for me are good and not for evil, to give me a future and hope. Those things are on lock on the inside, not what I've done through the dark season, but what happened back in the sunshine. Can I tell you today that if you're in the sunshine, I'm not saying that you're getting ready for a dark day, but nonetheless, be the kind of person that adopts the positive addiction mindset and do it now. Did I talk to you about junk food? I should talk to you about junk food. (laughs) Sugary drinks, processed food, yeast, wheat. It's interesting, serotonin depletion in your life could actually be the result of too high a level of candida in your body. Candida is used in your body to break down and digest your food. Too much of that in your gut will deplete your serotonin levels. That's why guys often suffer with depression. Guys that drink a lot of beer suffer depression quicker because it depletes that from your body. There's a whole bunch of things and you can go and do your own research and study on it. Please don't Google it now. But if by chance, I had the opportunity to purchase or receive as a gift, an exotic car, I'd probably want something like, just if you're thinking about (laughs) gift ideas, I'm thinking Maserati or Ferrari. I'd be happy with either. But it would how crazy would it be that after receiving this beautiful gift as my own inheritance, I drive up to the service station and have a debate about whether I'm putting the high-octane stuff in or the cheap stuff. <laughs> or, you know, I, someone gets me a call, hey... Pastor, I heard you. I heard you received a great gift, and I just want to help you with that gift. And, uh, you know, in my back shed for the last couple of years, I've had three drums of petrol there that uh, I'm not going to use because it, it's got a little bit of oil in it. It's got a little bit of water in it. It's got some kind of inert matter in it. But, you know what? You could have like these 600 litres. I know you like to drive fast and long. And so I thought, <laughs> this 600 litres of fuel, you could have it for your car. I mean, how crazy would you think I was to say, oh yeah, I'd love to put that junk fuel yeah. Yeah, right. in my Ferrari. And then one day when I'm driving down the road, right? <laughs> sounds more like a Hyundai. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't, I, didn't I, I said it. But you know what? We chuck a V drink down our head. Energy drink. We go to a lunch bar and, and we choose that beef sausage that's been sitting there for six hours and doesn't really represent anything of wholesome food. We, we knock back cow's milk that's been homogenised. That means it's been passed through a fine mesh screen at high speed to change the molecular structure. And then when it goes into our body, it cannot digest it. So it just decides to lodge. It's actually what it does. Anyway, you should really look at healthy eating to keep yourself buoyant and get unstuck in these areas. As the romantic music players come, let's pray. Father, today we want to thank you that you give us wisdom and understanding. And God, I pray for those this morning (coughs) that find themselves stuck in the zone where they just can't get into the healthy buoyant state. And Father, I pray that these thoughts, concepts that have been deposited today would be used by you in their remembrance and in their relationships to get unstuck. I pray for any of those that are wrestling with excessive amounts of depression, suicidal thoughts that, Those things would be broken off now. You are the way maker. You are the miracle worker. Right now in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the works of the enemy. And I lay an ax to the root of hopelessness, suicide, depression. I break your power in Jesus' name. I release every single person in this room into a place of freedom where they are free to choose, free to respond, free to be all and have all in Christ. God, I pray that this would be a healing moment, that God, like the time when Elijah was stuck in the depths of depression, that God, You didn't speak to him through the storm or the fire, You didn't speak to him in the shaking, but God, you came with the whisper of your voice and spoke into his heart. God, today I pray that your whisper would be heard in our hearts. In Jesus' Name. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on nine five two four five zero five five.